All you need to know about mobile call to action buttons to increase conversions. Don't miss out on these call to action button design guidelines. Welcome to Intended Consequences, a podcast from Conversion Sciences. I'm Brian Massey, and I believe that anyone is capable of using behavioral science to predict the success of their marketing campaigns. Marketing magic is real, and I'll teach you how to harness it. The world is mobile. Some users may not even own a desktop, and with the probable exception of work, they prefer mobile. And we say probable because nowadays some workplaces offer tablets. So let's not forget about tablets. You want every visitor to count towards your conversion goals, and this includes your mobile conversion goals. Mobile best practices don't really exist. Every audience is different, and we have the test to prove it. What works for one business doesn't always work for others. There's an almost infinite number of things that you can consider for testing on a website, and many of them aren't worth testing. We're going to share some design ideas for your website's mobile call-to-action buttons, so you can test them and discover what works for yours. We'll split these ideas into three major categories, placement, copy, and design. You can elaborate on your own list of ideas, we call them hypotheses, based on what you know about your visitors and your website that could result in a lift in conversions. Remember, there are no best practice unicorns hidden in this article. Before delving into CTA button placement, copy, and design, let's review some mobile conversion testing concepts. Mobile visitors are in a fundamentally different context than their desktop counterparts. Most mobile websites are responsive designs, designed first for the desktop. This only gets you about 50% of the way to a high-converting mobile website. Why? Because a mobile visitor is immersed in a context that is essentially different than the one for desktop visitors. They're waiting for a table, standing in line at the bank, or relaxing on their couch. Often, they are better positioned to start a conversation than to finish a transaction. This is one reason we often see mobile conversion rates that are a half or a quarter of desktop conversion rates. As we test for conversions, the mobile version will evolve and differentiate itself from the desktop version. We have to make different decisions on which calls to action to use, which calls of action to prioritize, where to place them, whether to use text or icons, and so on. It is not obvious how to design your mobile call to action buttons to maximize conversions. Always test your mobile CTA buttons. Consider the symbol for infinity. The infinity symbol represents to us the fact that there is an almost infinite number of things that you can consider for testing on a website. From the operating system to the type of visitor and everything in between. The number of tests we could elaborate could really reach infinity. Placement, size, call to action tests, stickiness, and frequency all combine to increase the number of possibilities. And don't forget to consider interactions with other elements. Is that chat icon covering up your mobile call to action button? So instead of me just telling you what I think you should know, I asked my team to go and do some research on mobile calls to action and then ask me about the conclusions they're drawing from their research. Discover what I have to say on mobile call to action button placement, copy and design. For mobile websites, the first question to ask is, which call to action do we optimize for? How hard is it to take action on a mobile device? Well, it's pretty hard, even for digital natives. 
Forms are just more difficult to fill out on a mobile device than using a keyboard. This is one reason for lower mobile conversion rates. In general, the longer your forms, the lower your conversion rates. This problem is amplified by small digital keyboards in mobile context. On one particular e-commerce website that was researched, visitors have to go through a four-step registration process to buy from one of the e-tailers on the desktop. If your sign-up process requires visitors to find a piece of information, such as a password or an account number, well, your mobile conversion rates will drop. It's just harder to switch contexts and go get that information. On mobile, it may make sense to prioritize for something easier to complete. We have to find out which call to action to optimize for. For example, we may find that the best option is optimizing for collecting emails. This is especially true if we're really good at using email to get people back to the site uh, at a time when they're more willing to buy. For those mobile visitors that are actually shopping or trying to solve a problem, there are three broad segments. I call them mobile yes. These are visitors who subscribe or purchase on their phones as if it were a desktop. The next group is mobile maybe. These visitors need to be motivated to complete a transaction. They're hampered by the environment they're in or a lack of trust or skill with their phones. And then there's the mobile nope. These visitors will not buy on mobile. Mobile yes visitors may be well served by the calls to action of your default responsive design. You can estimate this segment by the number of completed mobile transactions you get. These guys are probably mobile yeses. The mobile maybes may need a call to action that doesn't require as much effort. You may only be able to get an email address or permission to text them. Offering to save their cart or give them a discount in exchange for permission to contact them may be the best option. This segment is estimated by your abandoners, those who start filling out your form or press the add to cart button, but don't finish the transaction. The mobile nopes may respond to the calls to action on the mobile maybes. Test click to call as a call to action, especially if you're offering a service or product that is a complex purchase. When our clients are optimizing for phone calls, they actually have higher conversion rates on mobile visitors than on desktop visitors. You can estimate this segment as the visitors who spend time on your site, but don't take any action. So which segments are the largest on your site? Mobile yes, mobile maybe, mobile nope. This information will help you decide which calls to action to try first. If you're good at email, you have more reason to prioritize mobile calls to action that generate email addresses. Here's a real life example. Someone is standing in line at the bank and they are shopping on an e-commerce store for fun. You're not going to get a sale from them. But if your revenue per recipient, that is the email revenue divided by the number of emails you sent for your emails is higher than your mobile revenue per visitor, which is the mobile revenue divided by mobile visitors, then you should have an offer to get a discount or save their work. Let them browse and capture their email to convert them into sales later. My team asked me, now we know which CTAs to optimize for, what is the next step? Well, on a mobile site, there are many call to action buttons. Ultimately, the question we need to answer is, which calls to action are going to stay permanently on the screen? Which ones are scroll to and which ones are permanent? Which ones are in an overlay or on a footer? Which ones are on a sticky header or sticky footer? 
Sometimes a top sticky works, sometimes a bottom sticky works. The top sticky is higher in the visual hierarchy. The bottom sticky is closer to the thumb. So really, it's something that you have to test. Mobile user behavior tracking to identify possible CTA button placements. Let's dive deeper into how mobile user behavior tracking can help us identify the best possible call to action button placement. So the ones that are most valuable on mobile should go in a sticky header or footer. My team said that almost every article repeated the same concepts. Make sure that the eye flows towards the most important call to action. Consider the visitor's natural scanning pattern. Well, visual hierarchy is an issue on desktop, but not really as much of an issue on mobile. On desktop, it's important to control the eye. On a mobile site, it's important to control the thumb. On a desktop, the eye is king. On phones, the thumb is queen. On the desktop, we use the visual hierarchy to help the visitor look in the right places. On mobile, we are a slave to their thumbs. According to research done by Stephen Huber, 75% of users touch their screens only with their thumb, even though less than 50% hold the phone with just one hand. The thumb is almighty. If you look at the heat maps from mobile devices, the scroll goes a lot further than it does on desktop sites. Mobile phone users are more likely to scroll to the bottom of a page and bounce. We found a nice 6% increase in conversion rates when we place a call to action at the bottom of the page instead of the copyright text that's in your footer. We call this a dripping pan. If they're scrolling your whole page, then they're quite engaged. You should always have a call to action at the bottom, even on your desktop site. Mobile visitors are much more likely to see the footer of your site. They bounce at the bottom after fast scrolling. For desktop users, the footer is a graveyard where only the desperate look. My team also read that Gutenberg, which is the way we scan a page from the top left to the bottom right, is the most important pattern on mobile. Gutenberg is like reading. It does not apply to mobile pages as much. The F pattern that you hear about is more relevant to search result pages on the desktop. My team asked if you can track eye behavior on mobile screens. It's harder to do eye tracking on small screen mobile devices because it's hard to gauge where the eye is looking. This information is gathered from the camera and on a small screen the eyes are not going to move that much. Therefore eye tracking is important for desktop and large screen tablets. Scroll and tap tracking is a better gauge of activity I think on mobile. My team asked what happens when people take a pause from scrolling. What you see in the scroll tracking reports is that it gets hotter in those places. That part of the page is hotter. It means that they're paying more attention to that part of the page, and it could be a great place to add a mobile call to action button. Well, if you're looking at a scroll map, it looks like a rainbow. In parts of the page where people are spending the most time scrolling the slowest, uh, you see it as a bright white. And those parts of the page where they're scrolling through or not quite reaching that far, it will be a black or dark blue. And this rainbow is overlaid on the page. So the high white hot areas are places where the majority of your visitors are seeing the content. And those places where it's dark and blue are what we call underwater. They're not being seen. My team noticed that most articles speak about adopting a specific visual hierarchy of CTA buttons to direct the visitor's actions. They wanted to know if this was true. 
I think that's mostly a desktop-oriented phenomenon. The visual hierarchy is more important on desktop because we're looking at a large body of stuff, and we have to understand the priority of things on that page as a visitor. On mobile, we're scrolling, and we just need to see what our options are as we're scrolling down. Therefore, you may place mobile call-to-action buttons side-by-side side or make them sticky. Side-by-side side buttons tend to be given equal consideration with sticky buttons. Visitors get to choose when to take action, essentially. My team asked, is placing a sticky view cart by the hamburger menu always the best option for an e-retailer? My answer is that it's possible, but that's not always the best combination. If you have a site with a large catalog of products, you might put a search icon in the sticky header. If that works, you might try putting a search field there as well. Discoverability and capturing their email addresses might be the most important elements to increase mobile conversions. Most ideas don't make it to the top of our hypothesis list because they're low impact. But sticky call to actions are among the first things we test on mobile sites. We call a sticky header a headband and a sticky footer sticky shoes. There's a little inside conversion science for you. Getting your sticky elements right is very important. You should test both of those. You may be surprised by how much you can include in a headband. We've had successful tests with a headband that contained the company logo, a call to click phone number, live chat call to action, a hamburger menu, and a request for information call to action. If your revenue per visitor is higher on mobile than your email revenue per recipient, then you should place view cart on the sticky menu. On product pages, you might want add to cart to be on your sticky header. My team asked, some studies claim that you should have a clear call to action button that it takes users three seconds or less to see. Is this true or false? Well, the page needs to load faster than three seconds. That's the first thing. This is true for lead generation, but not so much for e-commerce, and it's very important for content pages. My team asks, can we place more than one call to action per mobile page? I say you must. You must increase the number of calls to action on mobile. You want to avoid having your mobile visitors having to scroll to find the call to action, even though they love to scroll. This is especially important if you don't have a sticky header. And you should always put a dripping pan, which is the call to action at the bottom of the page. If someone reads all the way to the bottom of the page, they're probably pretty interested in the topic. My team asks, what are the best top placements for mobile call-to-action buttons? There are two things about mobile call-to-action that the power of the thumb dictate. Number one, more frequent calls to action down the page. For fast scrollers, you want to have a call-to-action when their scanning has delivered the answer that they were looking for. These can be one call-to-action repeated or content-relevant calls-to-action like the relatively weak learn more. Two, Keeping calls to action on the page. Headbands and sticky shoes should be the first elements you optimized. And then three, the dripping pan. Have a call to action at the bottom of the page for when a visitor bounces off the bottom. My team asked, what's your best advice on mobile call to action button placement? First, you need to define what goes in the sticky header. Should it be a sticky header or a sticky footer? Then define which of these items should go in that header or footer. They can contain the menu, which would be the hamburger menu or the three dots or the plus. These days we're seeing more and more of the three-line hamburger menu. It can be a search icon. It can be a search field. It could be parts of your navigation. 
It could be an add to cart button on an e-commerce site. It could be click to call on a lead generation site. It could be a subscribe button on a subscription site. You could put social icons in your sticky header and sticky footer. You can put your company logo in your sticky header or sticky footer. You can put a live chat call to action in your sticky header or sticky footer. Almost anything works. And I think that you will be surprised at how much you can put in there and incrementally increase the mobile conversion rate on your mobile website. Then you could define how you treat those elements. In other words, it's about designing the calls to action. Crafting your mobile CTA button copy. Your mobile call to action button copy needs to be descriptive. The call to action button should tell visitors what's going to happen when they click it. It should be relevant, clear, and compelling. For example, get instant access is compelling and clear. Some studies show that if you say my instead of your, then you'll have an increase in conversion rates, but this doesn't always happen. Test creating a sense of urgency with your audience. Placing the right privacy policy under the mobile call to action buttons is called risk reversal, and that can help for lead generation. There is a whole science behind risk reversal near the CTA buttons. Trust symbols, ratings and reviews, stars, testimonials, anything that makes the person feel more comfortable clicking or tapping the CTA button. Next, we'll talk about mobile CTA button design. Button size is really important on mobile devices, especially on these small screens. Make sure your responsive design does not reduce the size of your buttons and follow the iOS standards on button size. In the human interface guidelines, Apple recommends a minimum target size that is 44 pixels wide by 44 pixels tall. Try to avoid text buttons as they're too small to tap and may lack sufficient contrast even to be visible. Adhering to these standards will not only help you with conversion, but also with user experience and SEO as well. The next thing to take into consideration is contrast. Not the color of the button per se, but the contrast in colors. A button on mobile needs to look like a button, and if it doesn't, you may want to add rounded corners, raised borders, shadows, etc. And if there's any doubt that this is a button, add an arrow of some sort to point at the button. I don't know why it works, but arrows just work. Our experience indicates that buttons that look like actual buttons tend to perform better. On the other hand, we've also found that ghost buttons, those whose backgrounds are the same color as the background on the page, can become invisible. As usual, you have to test to find out. Vary the boldness of mobile CTAs based on priority. If you have several buttons together... If you're working with a platform like Magento or Shopify or WordPress, you might be limited by the theme's responsive design. In these cases, you should consider either a theme that allows you to present two different designs, one for the large screen visitors and one for the small screen visitors. You may be able to alter the theme's template to deliver a different experience to small screen devices. There are tools on the market that let you change the site in the visitor's browser with JavaScript. This is similar to what we use when A-B testing. The server serves the same page, but for the mobile phone, it makes adjustments to the visitor's browser. Overall, I think the most important thing you need to keep in mind is that your mobile visitors do not want a shrunk-down version of your desktop, no matter how good your responsive design template is. They want a mobile experience. By testing your mobile CTAs, you will find out exactly what's going to work for them and close this gap between your desktop conversion rate 
and your mobile conversion rate.